Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 2, Episode 316 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us as we continue with our study of November the 9th to November the 15th Come Follow Me materials covering Eva 1-5, to Rend That Veil of Unbelief. And uh, we are moving into Ether Chapter 2 today, uh, covering a couple of sections. I can receive revelation for my life, um, mainly, but also starting to discuss the um, great preparation for a journey across the ocean for these Jaredites. Um, so we see once um, they've escaped out of this land um, of Babel, or the place where the Tower of Babel is, they go into a valley, they start catching uh, food and uh, prep- make preparations, uh, which, you know, again, is a, is a great lesson for us. But then in verse five, it says, And it came to pass that the Lord commanded them that they should go forth into the wilderness, yea, into that quarter where, the, where never had man been. And it came to pass that the Lord did go with them and did talk with them as he stood in a cloud and gave directions whither they should travel. This, again, is a great analogy for our lives. Um and the Lord, you know, asks us to to go the more difficult way, the way where perhaps less people go. Um, but he promises that he will be with us. And with these Jaredites, we see this perfect example um, that, you know, he is there. And as we go through this, this experience of Ether chapter 2 and Ether chapter 3, I really want to focus on, you know, how we receive revelation, what we learn from this example, because... There are some real key elements here, I think, that we need to learn from the brother of Jared and his experience uh, with the Lord. Uh, first of all, that the Lord will direct our paths, um, even through ways in which may seem more difficult. He may ask us to go the more difficult way. And um, it, it's just a real uh, insight into how he will always lead us step by step if we will seek for him and if we'll ask for his direction. Uh, In verse six, it says, and it came to pass that they did travel in the wilderness and they did build barges in which they did cross many waters being directed continually by the hand of the Lord. There's two things I want to pick up from this fairly short verse. First of all, they were directed continually by the Lord. Um, He will help us through difficult times. We do need to call on him, though. We need to have the ability to stop, to breathe and to call on the name of the Lord. If we don't do that then he will not be able to guide us as clearly as he would want to. Um, Hugh Nibley said this, quote, God does not rejoice in the suffering of his children and in his kindness has set aside places where those qualified to be happy could enjoy happiness even in this life. He leadeth away the righteous into precious lands where the hand of providence pours blessings upon them in almost embarrassing abundance. Those who come to the land of promise come by invitation. There none shall come into... They shall not come into this land, save they should be brought by the hand of the Lord. Uh, close quote. Just like the Jaredites were promised a land of peace, a land of prosperity, and a land of uh, comfort for those that followed his commandments, we too can have, find promised lands such as these. Maybe not in a physical sense, but we can find spiritual places where we are at peace and at comfort. But of course, we need to ask, do what he asks of us, so that he can direct us. The other thing I want to point out here is something which is not really well noticed. When the brother of Jared and the uh, the people later on get to the ocean and they start to build these barges, this isn't the first time that they've built barges, built barges. They've built barges, you know, sometimes before in the wilderness to cross many waters. 
So it indicates that there is more than one time the field to barge. So this journey must have taken quite a while and they must have become quite proficient in building these barges. Um, just remember that when we come, when we get back to it, because that'll be a, when we come to the experience later at the sea, because that'll be an interesting um, point to make. Uh, and again, something that we learn about learning line by line, because these barges, they've clearly done it before and there was no problems with them in, in this case. And then they're asked to do something else later. Uh, and we'll, we'll learn about how personal revelation, personal revelation can also draw upon our own experiences. And um, we can learn from lessons in our lives, not just, you know, be given answers from the Lord for everything that we need to do. Um, Moroni then um, kind of steps in and explains, you know, where they were going and why it was important that they were heading uh, to this choice land which they were going to. And then in verse 13, it says, and now I proceed with my record, for behold, it came to pass that the Lord did bring Jared and his brethren forth, even to the great sea which divideth the lands. And as they came to the sea, they pitched their tents, and they called the name of the place Moriankama. And they dwelt in the in tents, and dwelt in tents upon the seashore for the space of four years. Now, first thing I want to point out is the name of this place they settled. They named it Moriankama. And it's interesting because if you remember... Uh, in Alma 8 verse 7, uh, this is talking about the Nephites, but, you know, it will, it's not surprising that there were similar customs with these people. It says, now it was the custom of the people of Nephi to call their lands and their cities and their villages, yea, even all their small villages, after the name of him who first possessed them. And thus it was for the land of Ammonihah. And then we remember in Ephah 1.34 that we're talking about the brother of Jared. And the brother of Jared being a large and mighty man and a man highly favoured of the Lord, um, Jared and then it talks about how his brother asked him to cry unto the Lord. And so we have here that this place was called Moriankama. And of course, we know by Revelation that the name of the brother of Jared was Mahanrai Moriankama. And so, you know, this is um, this is showing his, his last name there. Um, but also, they were there for four years. Now, this four years situation let's talk a bit about this because i think this is uh, a very important point to make obviously these people had settled quite happily they were there they were in, it seems planning to be there for a long term um and they stayed for four years but it was clear the lord had greater things in mind for them and this is what happens in our mortal journey at times we get comfortable we get settled spiritually where we are we think, oh, you know, things are going okay. I'll just stay like this. But the Lord has so much more for us, so much greater spiritual blessings for us. Um, but we do need to put that effort in and cross those great waters. Uh, in verse 14, it says, And it came to pass at the end of four years that the Lord came again unto the brother of Jared and stood in a cloud and talked with him. And for the space of three hours did the Lord take talk with the brother of Jared and chastened him because he remembered not to call upon the name of the Lord. Now, I... <laughs> I wonder if the brother of Jared didn't pray for four, for four years. I would, I would guess that maybe that's not necessarily the case. When you think about how how close he was with the Lord, how close in connection they were, literally guided by the Lord step by step through the wilderness. He continually directed them, and then they get to this seashore, and and then you know we're not the record doesn't make it clear if. If they, you know, the brother of Jared stopped praying to him completely for four years. But instead, I think there's probably a couple other reasons for why he's being chastened. 
he probably has been praying to the Lord through these four years. It, it, it would seem very unlikely that such a spiritual, such a spiritual example, such a person that would be led and guided, like directly by the Lord for for those who knows how many months through the wilderness would then just stop praying. But I think what is more likely is that he didn't call upon the Lord for further direction as to where to go. In fact, you know, the brother of Jared was probably worried about the answer. He could see this great ocean before them at the end of this journey. Um, you know, he, he knows that the, the Lord has promised them a choice land. He can see that his family perhaps are settled and perhaps tired after their long journey and that his friends are tired after their long journey and how happy they all are here. And he's probably thought, well, you know, we'll just stay here. It's, it's nice enough. And I'll continue praying to the Lord and I'll continue, um, you know, just making sure that we're, we're looked after by him and um, we'll just stop here. But of course, the brother of Jared probably knew what was going to happen should he ask the Lord where next. Uh, and, you know, he's chastised for three hours, which when you think about it is pretty intense. Uh, Elder Jeffrey R. Holland said, quote, in the dispersion from the Tower of Babel, the people of Jared arrived at that great sea which divided the lands, uh, away, where they pitched their tents, awaiting further revelation about crossing the mighty ocean. For four years, they awaited divine direction, but apparently they waited too casually, without supplication and exertion. Then came this remarkable encounter. It is difficult to imagine what a three-hour rebuke from the Lord might be like, but the brother of Jared endured it. With immediate repentance and prayer, this prophet again sought guidance for the journey they had been assigned and those who were to pursue it. God accepted his repentance and lovingly gave further direction for their crucial mission. Close quote. It seems Elder Holland here agrees with the thoughts that I've had that I've just shared because he says that they were awaiting divine direction, but they were too casual about it. And this is perhaps the the lesson we need to learn from this is that receiving revelation in our lives, if we want to see miracles, if we want to receive guidance and, you know, do what the Lord would have us to, to have the best and happiest life for us, then we need to actually physically do something about it. We need to physically ask, but not just physically ask or just kind of ask casually. We need to be active about it. And the brother of Jared and his people, they may well have been, you know, praying and asking, you know, where, where, where should we go next? But then they finish their prayer and perhaps go off and, enjoy some time on the beach, on the seashore. Um, and instead, the brother of Jared and his people uh, that he was spiritually leading needed to actively sit, seek, seek, search or seek for that revelation. Um, and then, of course, we know that they did receive it once, um, it, it, once he had repented. Thank you very much for listening today. Um, there's lots to do and lots to learn in this section. So I hope we'll get through it all because I'm finding that, yeah, this is one of my favourite sections, particularly this part about the brother of Jared receiving revelation. So uh, stay tuned for the next few days as we continue. Please uh, join the Facebook group, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me if you're interested in joining in, a, uh, if you're interested in sharing what you've been studying. And you can also message me or email session at gmail.com if you're interested in joining in a future podcast episode yourselves. Thank you for your time and until we meet again, 